This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Coming up, Peter Brock inspired Bathurst 12-hour victory. Winton Supercars. Will WAU bounce back from Wanneroo disaster? Gen 3 tyres, softer or harder? Plus, secret Penske Mustang test. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Uh, Hi there, race fans. Another Mount Panorama Enduro, another dramatic finish. This time, the drama at the flag of the Bathurst 12-hour was all about emotion. It was a fairy tale win for expat Aussie Kenny Habal's son Energy One team and an almost as romantic runner-up result for the Kraft Bamboo Squad. The Bathurst 12 Hours return was also a storybook outcome for Mercedes-AMG, which swept the podium a decade over its last success in the around-the-clock mountain marathon. But for feel-good stories, it's hard to beat the winner's tail. Run by Triple Eight, the winning Mercedes-AMG GT was crewed by USA-based Australian solar energy entrepreneur Kenny Abul, fellow AM Martin Conrad, 2020 winner Jules Gounon, and Lucas Stolls. For team owner Abul, winning a Bathurst Enduro was a childhood dream come true. A teenage gopher for mountain legend Peter Brock at the 1987 Bathurst 1000, a bull paid tribute to Brock's inspiration and life help. After the win, DailySportsCar.com's Michael Zalaveri spoke with the emotionally overwhelmed offshore Aussie for Parked Up Plus. Kenny Habul, Bathurst 12 hour winner. Uh, tell us about your day, mate. How much time you got? <laughs> I'll give you the short version. Um, amazing day, amazing day. Um, I was not meant to get in the car uh, in the heavy rain early in the morning, but uh, I got the surprise call, and it was very difficult for me. They put me on the wrong wets, on the wrong pressure, and I just I could not keep the car straight. To be honest, it was a miracle. I nearly crashed 12 times in one lap, um, and then they called me in and said they made a mistake. I don't know what it was, but they put me on another set of wets. And that was a little better, and then I finally got going. And my times were good, to be honest. I mean, very similar to the leaders. Um, but my stint was hard for me. I mean, I could have crashed so many times. And I'm actually looking forward to watching the onboard because I was just, I really kept my boot into it. Um, and I was out of control. You know, I made a couple of mistakes here, and I got two drive-throughs for, uh, for going right before the green flag, or so they say, but I don't really know anyway. So I felt bad because I put us behind. So... Um, I just put my head down and I, I really took a lot of risk and drove hard and I'm glad. I, when I got out, I was happy. Like I, I, and then Marty said, do you want to do the next thing? I said, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk about what it means to, to win the 12 hour here. Hey, greatest track in the world. Just an incredible, iconic Australian country town. The history of this race, so, you know, I was here when I was a kid, 14, 13, 14 years old. And just, you know, as a kid, I mean, you look up to sportsmen to help you dream. That's what that's what professional athletes and sportsmen are supposed to do for kids. And I was one of those kids. And you know, I got to stand under the podium and watch all the heroes here. And 
made me want to race, made me want to be a driver. And, uh, you know, and to think, you know, I'm on the podium myself one day, well, that was a dream. So is winning, winning at Bathurst, is that a completion of a dream for you? Most important win of my life. And Marty said the same thing. And, you know, we've been on the podiums in Japan and Spa 24-hour, you know, Daytona and all over the place. But this, I mean, you can put them all together and they don't equal this. Well, what makes Bathurst so important for you? Yeah, just like I said, all the history and coming here forever and watching the superstars and just, to me, it's the greatest race in the world. And, you know, it, it reminds you of what it means to be an Australian. It was almost a fairy tale for Craft Bamboo Racing, led by former supercars driver Mario Engel. They came from the back of the grid after missing qualifying for an engine change. Hong Kong-based Craft Bamboo defied logic with a crazy strategy of 21 pit stops. It was almost good enough, but not quite. Tanea McLeod, host of our sister podcast, Girls on the Grid, spoke with Engel for Parked Up Plus. Yeah, definitely an up and down uh, weekend. You know, it started off well on Friday, uh, but then waking up on Saturday morning and finding out that we probably wouldn't be out at all on Saturday. And, uh, you know, especially, it's a small thing, but um, not having a car in your pit bay, it, you can see it on the faces of every single team member. It, it just takes the motivation out of you a little bit. It's, it's, it's a bit of a depressing situation when, you know, everyone out there is going out with their cars or even working on the cars. So um, when the car came back Saturday evening, it sort of brought life also back into, into the team. Obviously, we spent the time well and prepared for today and um, it's an amazing result for, for us. Obviously, we'd have loved to go one better, but um, even P2 coming from where we came is, is an amazing result. And talk about that strategy. I think when I looked at the clock, four hours in, you'd done 12 or 13 pit stops. <laughs> and they said you'd done all your CPSs with eight hours of the race to go. What was what was the theory behind that? It obviously paid off. Yeah, we, we have some really clever guys in the team. Um, and we sat down early in the week and, and said, OK, how's this race going to play out? What's you know What are key things? And one of the key things was to get rid of those CPSs as quick as possible. Um, so... We said, okay, well, we'll sacrifice uh, track position early on because if we can get our CPSs done earlier, then uh, as soon as we're done, we'll cycle through to the lead, and, and that's what happened. So, um, so no, it was uh, it was great uh, great to see that that worked, and um, and then we were able to execute that strategy so well. And we'll be back in nine months' time for the 2023 Bathurst 12 Hour. Uh, I definitely hope so. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't want to miss it for anything. Um, this place is amazing. Um, I've tried many, many times to win win this race or even stand on the podium. This is this is my first podium here, so really happy uh, to finally get that. And we'll come back uh, in nine months' time and try and try and go one better. The Bathurst 12 Hours return after missing last year was so different on so many levels. Run by Supercars, Australia's international endurance race is scheduled to resume its early February slot next year. Supercar Supremo Shane Howard hailed the event as a big success that sets it up to be even bigger and better in 2023. Um, we're just glad to get the event away. Um, it's been great. We've had over 4,000 campers here. It's good to have the event here um, internationally. They're, you know, it's, uh, it's being viewed as, you know, we're, we're back in business. So it sets us up 
for the, a big opportunity to bring the, the event back next year in its traditional date, first weekend of February. We're already receiving orders from the manufacturers in, in regard to corporate and, uh, and confirming with uh, SRO um, the manufacturers. So it's all locked in and uh, it'll be bigger than be and better than what it ever was. So we're really looking forward um, for next year now. Howard is looking forward to a big field of international teams next year. We, we, you know, we want to grow the event. And if you go back to 2020, the last event, we had you know, 19 international drivers and, and teams here. Um, and you know, we wanted to get back to that, um, you know, that, that level and, and grow the event. And we'll look at all opportunities available for us to do that. Moving on, Supercars is back in action this weekend at the Winton Super Sprint. After two seasons away from the Northeast Victoria track, it'll be a test for contenders and pretenders alike. The big question is whether Walkinshaw Andretti United will bounce back from its Wanneroo disaster. It was a big blow to Chas Moster's championship challenge as Triple H Shane Van Gisbergen races ahead. WAU team co-owner Ryan Walkinshaw Back briefly in Australia, tells Parked Up Plus that the Perth collapse isn't a crisis. It was a surprise. Uh, we didn't. We, we knew that going to that track was going to be, um, yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a tough one for us. But we obviously didn't expect to have qualified as poorly as we did. Um, the important thing is that we've identified those issues, um, and uh, and we're working on solutions around around those going forward. Um, but, you know, we're still. The team that has won the most races this season, other than Shane Van Gisbergen, um, and uh, you know, one poor event doesn't destroy a season. The outlook then, going to Winton, is that the team you think will get back on track and reassert itself as a title contender. Well, you're trying to put words in my mouth, but uh, every time we go to a race circuit, we're looking to go and win races and get and get podiums. Um, you know, up until this point, we've had a strong season. Um, and uh, as I said, you know, just because we had one poor event at Perth, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden none of us understand how to go and, uh, and race cars. Obviously hugely disappointing at Perth and everyone in the team is and very frustrated, but we're a close-knit team. We work hard together. Um, we worked hard on solutions. We've had a test day at Winston in between as well. Um, and our ambitions at Winston will be the same as our ambitions are at every single race circuit, which is to go and, uh, and win and get podiums. So you know went wrong. What you know what went wrong, and a fix has been put in place. Uh, we know what went wrong, and we are working on uh, fixes. These things are not necessarily that simple, um, but um, yeah, we don't anticipate having another Winton type. Uh, sorry, another Perth type event again. We hear that WAU's dramas at Wanneroo were procedural rather than a sudden disappearance of pace. More after this short break. Racing cars need racing fuel, and Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. Our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers, at Sydney Motorsport Park and the Bend, and it's available in drums at Winton. Imported direct from France, Elf Race 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details, 
head to racefuels.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. Welcome back. There's mystery and intrigue about a Penske test with what is apparently a supercar's Mustang at Watkins Glen recently. Photos and footage of an all-black Mustang were leaked to select Australian motor racing media. Ostensibly, the secret test was to give Team Penske NASCAR drivers some road course running outside the series testing restrictions. The big question, though, is which supercar's Mustang is it? The show car that's been in the States since 2019 or a second secret supercar's test car? Well, that's the big question and what we're trying to find out. Now, this Watkins Glen test has revived questions among supercar's teams about DJR Team Penske practices from 2014 to 2020. Testing or developing a supercar overseas has been explicitly illegal since 2014. DJR and Team Penske aren't commenting on the Watkins Glen test. Now, while the provenance of the Mustang is a mystery, it's Dunlop supercar's tyres aren't. A batch was sent to Team Penske in 2019 for Ryan Briscoe's demo laps at Virginia International Raceway. They were also used for Ford Chief Jim Farley's run in the DJR Team Penske liveried supercars Mustang at the Goodwood Festival of Speed last year. What isn't clear is the test car's identity. Supercars teams are asking for answers. Still on supercars, and as Gen 3 development continues, so does work on the tyres. We've learned that the new Mustang and Camaro are much lighter on their tyres, so much so that control tyre supplier Dunlop is looking at keeping the current three-compound range, perhaps with new designations. In testing so far, the lighter Gen 3 cars suggest that a revision of designation is required. What we hear is that the current soft tyre could become the new hard tyre standard compound, with the existing super soft becoming the routine grippiest option. Our information is that the lighter, less error-dependent Gen 3 cars will mean that the current hard base tyres won't be needed at high load circuits like Mount Panorama and Pukekohe. Further testing will decide the Dunlop compounds for next year. Okay, so as well as the Bathurst 12 hour, there was plenty going on in racing over the weekend. And with his wrap up of all the major racing, his parked up's Grant Rowley. The Liquid Molly Bathurst 12 hour dominated local interest, but there was plenty of other racing locally and internationally over the weekend. In MotoGP, Le Mans hosted the latest round where Ducati dominated as Ine Bastiani took victory on his satellite Grassini racing entry from factory pilot and Australian Jack Miller. The Italian brand was on for a podium lockout, however Miller's teammate Francesco Bagnai crashed during the closing stages, leaving Aprilia's Alex Esparago to take third. 
Yamaha's Fabio Quartararo leads the standings by four points from Esperago with Australian Miller in fifth. IndyCar hosted its final round before the Indy 500 in two weeks at the venue's road course with Andretti Autosports Colton Herter taking victory from Simon Pagino for Meyer Shank Racing and Team Penske's Will Power, who also scored pole position. Power's teammate Scott McLaughlin was 20th after a spin. In other international racing, Nick DeVries took victory on home turf for Mercedes in Formula E's Berlin E-Prix, while back here in Australia, a 22-year lap record was broken at Phillip Island at the third round of the Victorian State Race Series. Driving the sole Brabham BT62 in the country, Supercars driver Tim Slade lower Simon Will's mark to a 1 minute 24.060. The prior record for Will's set in a Raynard 94D back in 2000 in the Australian Drivers' Championship means the mark was lowered by more than two tenths of a second. And rounding out the news, he may be winning the Formula 1 world title, but Charles Leclerc's luck at Monaco failed to change after crashing an historic Ferrari previously driven by Nicky Lauda. Leclerc emerged from the accident uninjured, although a tad red-faced, after the crash. That's the racing from home and abroad. This is Grant Rowley reporting for Parked Up Plus. Finally, back to the Bathurst 12-hour and winning team owner Kenny Habul. It has been his dream to win outright at Bathurst since he was a kid. Habul is based in the USA running Sun Energy One, a very successful solar energy company. He's become an accomplished amateur GT driver and he's wealthy enough to indulge in his dream. So much so that he bought a trackside property on Mount Panorama's Conrod Strait. So how did US-based expat Kabul become an Aussie overseas success story? Uh, a lot of blood, sweat and tears. <laughs> uh, I started this company, Sun Energy One, with three people. And uh, it's become one of the biggest, best solar companies in the world. And uh, nothing came easy, that's for sure. It was um, a lot of blood, sweat and tears, and I'm proud of it. And, um, you know, proud that it's on the side of the car. You know, we, we have the option of taking sponsorship. And obviously, we say no because we're proud of our company. So, um, yeah, can't wait to come back. It's a great story that highlighted an extremely emotional win. Well, that's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what is happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley and yet another special guest on Thursday for more discussion and debate on local and international racing. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production. 